Welcome to Explorers Wanted. We are a weekly Numenera actual play podcast, except for this week. We are once again a The Stars Are Fire one-shot podcast. I am your arrogant GM, Stace Babcock, and with me tonight is Daniel Anderlich. I'm still confused, but I've got tricks up my sleeve. And I'm scared because you at least know the rules. We also have Samson Davis. That's how you pronounce my name. How are you doing? (laughs) And Alex Finn. The dog in my lap just farted and the one behind me is chewing on a blanket. I don't know what's happening anymore. It's a normal Thursday night at Alex's house. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, somebody's got to be farting. It's not me. Big fart energy. Yep. Big dick energy, now big fart. If we were playing a Bioware game, it would pop up and it would say, Stace disapproves. (laughs) (laughs) Minus one with Stace. Stace strongly disagrees. (laughs) All right. So this is the second half of our The Stars Are Fire one shot. If you are starting with this episode, honestly, go back one. But... (laughs) Real quick reminder, the Stars Are Fire is the Cypher System's sci-fi setting, so it's the same base rules as we've been using for Numenera. And uh, for the recap, this time I'm going to pick on, who else? Daniel Anderlich. Daniel. Okay. So last time on the Stars Are Fire one-shot, we were all heading out to visit Idris Elba in all of his sexy glory, and <laughs> yeah, I remember this. Yeah. And so we were heading out there and the ship went into the dark drive. So we all went to sleep and then we woke up all at the same time and discovered that the ship was in lockdown and on backup battery power. And so Samson's character, Stella, was trying to figure out how to what's going on. And she, and she discovered that the power plant was offline and eventually discovered that the power plant had been severely damaged. Mox woke up in the bridge, also realized that we were on battery power, looked down into the hatch to go down into the, oh, what's it called? The survey array and discovered there were bloods and scratch marks, and that was a bad thing. And so it came back up. Tamara woke up on the couch as is her want, and discovered everything else was in lockdown and all of that fun stuff. Stella got up to the top floor, found like a dead settler and a dead chief of engineering. Mox eventually found her way down into the survey array and found a dead settler who had been killed by what's his name? Shit pants boy. What was his name? Oh, you mean Birdie? Birdie doesn't deserve that. Yeah. Bernie Brown Pants. That's his nickname on the ship. I've decided. Instead of Fred shirts, we have brown pants. Yeah, exactly. In the meantime, Tamara climbs down the lift shaft in a full, like, Bruce Willis move and comes down there, finds her way to the med bay following a trail of blood and discovers another one of the settlers, all very much not in their right mind and either sleeping or screaming in restraints in the med bay. She cuts her way to the armory, gets herself some power armor and some additional weapons because that's her aesthetic right now. She can't trust anymore. And then she comes back into the med bay. Settler wakes up and is screaming about how we are being punished and everything burns. And 
Tamara with all of the charity that's left in her soul after previous events just knocks the passenger out and goes and finds Mox. In the meantime, Stella has cut a hole in the hallway and has realized that, hey, our air is running out and the power plant is in bad shape. And Stella, as she moved into the hallway, heard a demand from somebody asking the captain to end the lockdown, the lockdown saying over his dead body. And that's where we ended it. Who knows what'll happen, but I do know that Tamara and Mox and Brown Pants are about to try to force their way to the comms array. So stay tuned. <laughs> okay. That was pretty good, Daniel. Good job. Thank you. Yes. So we left off with Stella in the tiny hallway between the cargo bay and the backup command information and control module and heard that transmission from the captain. So Stella, that's where we're going to pick right back up. What do you do from there? So in this moment, Stella is torn between, I guess what she should have done was to stay put and probably start fixing the power plants. But now she has heard that her captain is in peril. So she's going to hesitate between these two duties, I guess. And then decide to cut through with the next bulkhead and try to get to the captain, see if she can help with that. Suspecting that the captain is still in the captain's room. You would actually know that the captain's place during dark space transition is in the backup CIC. Mm. On which floor? Or do they connect? They connect. Okay. So I see on the map that the backup CIC doesn't have a bulkhead. Does that mean I can just kind of open the door and peek in? It has a door which, during security lockdown, bulkheads slide down over. Oh, okay. So the square symbol, that doesn't mean bulkhead? Or the cross symbol? Because some of these doors have, like, crosses. Others have, like, just, like... They're different types of doors, but no matter what kind of door it is a bulkhead slides down in front during security. Like the the specific illustration of the door doesn't matter in this case. Okay. Should have asked that earlier. Okay. No, I definitely don't know what to do. From the console that connects to the maneuver drive, is it able to get to other systems like comm systems or like just kind of like video conferencing software? It could theoretically, but the problem right now is, or it, it could, but the problem right mm -hmm. now is that it is on backup right, power. Right. So not all systems are fully functional. You're also security locked out of systems. Mm -hmm. So if you could try to override the security lockout, but you'd have to find a way to increase the power to that station. Or, you know, even if you could, yeah. So even if you could increase the power to the station, you still have to, to figure out how to get bypass the security protocols. Then it's probably... Uh... So Stella's going to decide that she should probably make her way to the bridge, but a direct path may help this antagonistic figure. So she is actually going to turn around, go back down to... Oh, no shit. Backup CIC is down there. Fucking... I, all right. Second bulkhead in front of her. She's going on the upper level. She's going to try to cut through that. So you're trying to get into the rest of the hallway? Yes. Okay. So that is a... 
12 once again, but you successfully cut through one bulkhead. So I think that as an engineer, that experience, you know, benefits you. So it's a nine before any training or assets. Spacecraft maintenance. Yep. And then another level of efforts. Okay. So three. You got to beat a three, Samson. It's not a sure thing. I got an 18. Oh, dang. It is no problem. So you are through that additional bulkhead, and you are now in the passenger and crew living space module of the ship. Mm -hmm. So it encompasses crew and passenger quarters. So as I go by the uh, living quarters, has that bulkhead been opened? No. Okay. Then as I continue past the captain's quarters right before the bridge, has that is that open? Or no, he went to he went they went to bed in there. Never mind. Yeah, all you would see is that the lift door has clearly been forced open. Okay. But all other bulkheads on this level are intact. Okay. Then she'll see that kind of turn on her heels, creep towards that, and peek down if she can. Yeah, so as you peek down, you see that the lift platform is on the lower level. And you can also see that the lower level door of the lift has also been forced open. Okay. That's like an elevator, right? Yeah, it's essentially an elevator. But instead of a car, it's just a platform that comes up Mm -hmm. and down within the lift. All right. And before she commits to opening up the bridge, she's going to hop down and take a peek see if she sees who opened this lift. How are you taking a peek? So she's going to, I guess, holster her laser cutter and then just drop down into the lift without exiting the lift on the bottom and then, like, peek into the hallway. Oh, so you're just sort of clambering down? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's simple enough. So you look out the lift and you don't see really anything out of the ordinary the comms array bulkhead is in place but as you look to your right you see that the survey array bulkhead has been cut through in a shape that looks suspiciously like tamara it's like a divot like tamara in the neck area power armor yeah there's like a little nick on the side there (laughs) wait a second if he went down the lift shouldn't he have run into us if that's already cut through if we're at the comms array did you guys get out of the bridge into the comms array? Yeah, we were heading to the comms array at the end of last episode. Okay. So, Stella, you look out the lift doors and you see Mox and Tamara approaching, along with Birdie, everyone's favorite survey tech. Dependable Birdie, but not that one. Nope, no one got it. All right. I got it. I got it. Uh, thank you. Because <laughs> depends. Yeah. The adult diapers. Yep. He's really regular. (laughs) Reliable birdie. He gets a lot of fiber. Too much, you might say. (laughs) It's a medical condition. Yeah. Of being scared. (laughs) Stella pops up. Mox, Tamara, what the fuck? Also, did you hear the captain? No, we didn't hear anything but from the captain. What did you hear? Uh, Somebody has him. Somebody has him. Threatened. He is someone who's trying to get him to lift the lockdown. Well, he should be in the CIC, right? The backup one? Yes. Okay. Did you hear it through the door or over your communicator? Over a communicator. Okay, so there's somewhere else. We were just about to try to cut our way into the communications array if you want to try that to see if there's somebody there. 
Sure. All right. Stella will take out the laser cutter and cut a hole into the console, right? Okay, it's a nine. Tamara will assist. Six. Does that become a gimme for you? No. Goes down to a three, probably. Down to a three, but I don't have enough intellect to put a level okay. of effort into it. Eleven. Okay. You're getting better and better at, at this, so you cut into the comms array, and as you enter, nothing seems disturbed. It's just the comms array. Stella will go in and start doing like a diagnostics check. Okay. Uh, it's a 12 intellect to examine the comms array. Will this be computers or spacecraft maintenance? Computers. Okay. I trained in that, so I get down to a nine. Nat 20. Why are you running, or why are you rolling Nat 20s in my one shot, Samson? Because Dan's playing. He's taking all the bad luck. Mm-hmm. So far. <laughs> all right. So, yeah, you're examining. I'm going to tell you what what you figure out, and then you can tell me what your, what your major effect to be. So, you're examining the comms array, and as you're examining it, you're realizing there's nothing really wrong with the comms array inside the ship Mm -hmm. but you swiftly realize that there must have been damage from outside the ship okay would stella know roughly how the communication systems work on the good speed you would know roughly problem is is that without power you it's hard to know what because the comms array keeps a record of all communications and transmissions within and without the ship. But without power, it's not something that you could look up unless you hooked up another power source to it or somehow convinced backup battery to give it more power, despite it not being essential for life. Mm-hmm. Reminded that this is all because we're losing power. Still, we'll turn to uh, Moxie tomorrow and be like, oh, by the way, uh, life support is losing power so we are losing breathable air so have a breather handy in the next uh, soon mm. tomorrow we'll go and get the nearest breather she can yeah there's safety lockers scattered throughout that's not hard for you to do you have one i'm going to suggest one since you're having right. a hard time i'm going to go ahead and say that for your major effect that you can figure out how to divert battery power to the comms array and allow your internal comms to function normally which isn't something that the comms array normally would boost, but as a major effect that it could be. It would be some engineering brilliance. Okay. Would it be limited to our comms? Could we get to the captain via comm? The crew channel will function, which mm. would include the captain Okay. and Birdie. Then I do that, and then with that, am I able to see, like, you said there were records of the communications. Does that include, like, where calls are coming from, like the location on ship it does cool then with that i want to confirm that captain is in the cic the captain is in the cic and as you're looking at the comms history mm-hmm. and now that you've actually tell me uh, just sort of theatrically how does stella get power to this console what what does she bastardize or disassemble um so to do this she first opens up a compartment kind of puts herself like a quarter of the way and starts monkeying with wires comes out goes to the lift pulls out like a couple more parts okay 
in her arms and then goes back in and starts kind of makeshift basically this kind of like makeshift battery that would not fly under like any uh anybody's it doesn't meet safety codes no <laughs> this isn't removed before we get back she's gonna be in a lot of trouble <laughs> okay but it's enough to start a flow of electricity all right so yeah for the as long as that battery lasts you have comms and as you look at the comms readout you realize that there is traffic on a secondary channel or there was traffic on a secondary channel coming you can't see exactly what that traffic was replaying a recording back is a little bit beyond this battery you've managed to manufacture right to give you the power to do that but you do Mm. manage to get the history that shows that there is traffic between the shuttle bay and the backup cic oh shit i will inform tamara and mox that shit's going down between cic and shuttle bay okay if our antagonistic figure is nuts between cic with captain they might be in shuttle bay Mm. Well, if you heard them on the communicator, I assume they're not in the CIC. What do you mean? It means that they're almost certainly in the shuttle bay, otherwise they wouldn't be using the communicator to talk to the captain. Ah, yes. That makes sense. You guys want to go... Well, you, Tamara, you are... You got your power fist. Want to go secure? And you're good at cutting. Yeah. We have to cut through this one uh, bulkhead I had some trouble with to get to where the CIC and shuttle bay are. If you... I've been having better luck with it. So I'm looking at the map and seeing that the armory is right next to the shuttle bay. What I remember, ah, the rough layout of the shuttle bay, like, can we, like, cut a hole in the armory behind an object so we can come in, like, hidden-ish? You could think that's what you were doing. Well, so the, the comms traffic indicates to you that there is somebody in the shuttle bay speaking to somebody in the CIC. Mm-hmm. So there are people in there. So that doesn't necessarily mean that the layout is the same anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. You are security Tamara. Do you think cut through armory, see if we can surprise them or go through bulkhead? I think go through the bulkhead because if they're in the shuttle bay and they're in a position that we don't expect, they're going to see us coming. The bulkhead, there's at least a chance that the idiots close the door and won't see us moving. I am going to point something out for you. Okay. Stella has already found a path from the outside of the CIC to you, but it would require going back up the lift, which would be a climbing test of some kind. Yeah, because the CIC looks like it's two levels, right? Yes, and they are interconnected inside. It's stacked. Right. Okay. But I wouldn't know that. No, tomorrow wouldn't know that that's Stella's path, no. What is more important tomorrow to take care of Shuttle Bay or secure a captain? Why not both? I mean, the captain can lift the lock down whenever he wants. If somebody's threatening him, if they're bothering threatening him, they don't have him. Let's get to the Shuttle Bay and take out whoever's threatening him. Okay. Mox, do you have any opinion? I think we should take out the Shuttle Bay in case they have escape crafts. Because... Maybe we just get the fuck out. Would locked out also lock the shuttle bay from anybody leaving? Yes, and it would also lock the shuttle. Okay. Uh, it would lock the shuttle controls. You could still enter the shuttle. What do you think, guys? Should we go 
lose some colonists. <laughs> is that his? That is who has been. Uh, oh yeah, fucking our shit. Oh yeah, they they. It seems like they all went nuts. There was one knocked out in Med Bay, and Brown Pants over here killed one. Oh yeah. Oh, good, good for him. That's surprising. I, he he was trying <laughs> to kill me, and you see here, I got this nick. Uh, I mean, it's not a nick; it's a it's a wound. Oh, I thought that was ketchup. Oh, oh, it's so deep. Oh. Have you been, Stella? You yes. haven't even been attacked. And honestly, I'm a little bit tired of you guys making fun of me, pooping my pants, and my wounds. <laughs> none of you are wounded. None of you have killed one of these crazy settlers. Well, if you'd rather go to the shuttle bay alone, that's fine, Brown Pants. I'm not going anywhere alone, Tamara. What's the station? What's the hierarchy of command here? Or is there one? It would be based on seniority, because none of the Four of you, including Bertie, are officers. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I guess who is the most senior in this case? Who's been with the ship the longest? I imagine tomorrow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, in a security-related situation, though, it it does make sense that regardless of seniority, people would defer to tomorrow. Mm-hmm. My evil heart wants to say Bertie. <laughs> Bertie. Bertie doesn't want to pull seniority. <laughs> Bertie just wants to be told what to do <laughs> and where to hide mm-hmm. and where to get a clean pair of pants because his quarters are on lockdown. Oh, wait. Here's the question If we left Bertie in the communications room, could Bertie send out an actual SOS to get actual help? Yes. Bertie could do that, and it would continue so long as the makeshift battery lasted. Mm-hmm. But it's going to drain your makeshift battery faster, which would reduce the ability of you to communicate with others within the ship. Because I feel like Birdie would be happy with that kind of task. Right. Do we know offhand, like, as far as, like, ship emergency stuff, how long the backup battery lasts in principle? Yeah, the backup battery, assuming it is undamaged, is designed to give a ship 48 hours of power with... Gravity and air. So maybe we're down to like 32, adding on the radio. So instead of sustaining air and gravity at full throughout the full period of time, if the battery backup battery starts to drain, it starts to reduce the efficiency of both the air and the gravity, which with your ship boots, you just frankly simply haven't noticed yet. And over time, both will start to decrease, but gravity will go first. And you know that gravity is going to go first. So if you lose gravity, you know you're getting close to critical on air. Okay. Okay, Tamara, how about this? Uh, we use commissary. You call captain, say, as security officer, you think best way to deal with the problem is to go into shuttle bay and fuck shit up. I have already cut way into two CIC, but not open CIC. So have Captain open up CIC for us. We go to just do a whole fucking loop through the ship. And can the Captain from CIC, like, open up specific bulkheads? Or is it, like, all or nothing? Oh, the Captain can do whatever they want, specific or general. Okay. Can Stella set up something where we can talk to the Captain reliably without anybody else here listening in? There's already a crew channel, so unless... Yeah. There's a traitor. So uh, essentially the comms can imagine either your character has some sort of comms implant or whatever. And the badge is just the receiver, sender, and activator. 
right? So you can choose to send comms privately that are not broadcast out loud. Okay. So Stella, is a reasonable. You could set it up so that our comms are undisturbed and leave the rest of it normal. Or so long as battery lasts, yes. Okay. Another thing that you would also know is that you can change channels. So if people are speaking on other channels, you could try to find which channel they're speaking in if they are currently talking. Oh my God, I'm having so many flashbacks to my old city job. Yes. You're welcome, Daniel. <laughs> and this is what I built this for. <laughs> Push buttons you know you still had. Yeah, so tomorrow I think, uh, yeah, you, will, you can talk to Captain privately. These other people, they will not know. Okay. And convince him to let us, well, let you, you and your fancy power armor. Fuck shit up. Okay, so tomorrow's going to tap our communicator and direct it towards the captain and say, Hey, captain, I this is Tamara. Somebody's already looted the armory. I grabbed what was left with some power armor. We think the settlers, the crazy settlers, are in the shuttle bay. If that's in line with what you're thinking, we're planning on trying to find a way to cut in there and neutralize the problem. Several seconds go by, an extended silence, and the captain comes over the comms, and you hear him say, Yeah, you hear that, you fuckers? As soon as my crew gets here to the CIC, they're going to take care of you. They're on their way. So you better just let me go, and maybe I'll let you live. Do we all hear that? Yes. It's, it's broadcast broadly on the crew channel. Can Stella Insight check that? Like, was that the captain actually, or was that like a hmm. a lure into a trap that we are going to... That's what I was afraid of. Yeah, go ahead. Twelve. Intellect. Six. You're not sure. It sounded like the captain. So maybe we put a bullet in him while we're doing this. It's fine. Why? It's, it's, the captain is held hostage. He's We go save him now, right? Duh. Maybe we wing him. Did he really have to broadcast the plan? Let's send Birdie to CIC and see what happens. I'm not going anywhere. Here, Birdie, take this photon blaster. He's the experienced killer. That's technically accurate. Honestly, I sort of just closed my eyes and shot. Do you think that'll work? That's a great plan. Yes, I think this is a brilliant plan, Birdie. I mean, I've, I've always kind of thought I was the hero type. Yeah, and you need to use your seniority to save us. Listen. You would be excellent fighter if you opened your eyes while punching. It would be good. How skilled in like armaments and recognizing weaponry is Bernie? Uh, not. Bernie loves his rocks, and he loves his survey slash you know sensor array, mm-hmm. uh, and reading technical data and manuals. So Tamara is going to hand him whatever the most destructive grenade is that she has, and said. This is an emergency defensive shield. It only lasts for about three minutes, so you should only activate it if you're under immediate attack. And then just keep it close to you once you activate it. Count to five, and that's when the shield opens. Hang on, I'll tell you what you just gave him. Uh... She would give him something that's not going to be destructive to the ship. Well, honestly, that is probably then... So your your choice of grenades is a sonic grenade or a thermite grenade. A thermite grenade... Probably a sonic grenade then, because a thermite's going to cause damage. Okay. Oh, no! 
Ernie takes the thermite grenade and oh, no. is clearly like unaware of the, uh, the, you know, there's not clips on these things anymore, but there's kind of like a semi-complicated button press system to make sure you really intend to set the grenade off and you see him sort of miming it above the grenade and he sort of has it mostly correct. Yeah, and don't touch it till you need it because like I said, it only lasts three minutes. You don't want to waste it. This looks this looks kind of like a grenade, Tamara. Bernie, Bernie, you should know better by now. Come on. I shouldn't then shouldn't you give Stella and, and Mox a shield? They're coming with me. We have Tamara as shield. Oh, I'm saying. Okay. Oh, I'm saying. Okay. Yeah, I'm providing you a way to stay safe because this is going to get bad. And we need you in the future, Bernie. Okay. I can do this. And Tamara's going to make a mental note that if she hears a sonic grenade goes off, that means that there's a settler that's going nuts somewhere else okay. behind them. All right. Cool. <laughs> Bertie clutches the sonic grenade to his chest and backs up into the corner of the comms array. That's cold. Tamara doesn't care. She's she's doomed. No sense trusting. She's taking everyone with. Yeah. <laughs> so cold. Okay, what do you want to do? The last bit of trust that was in her was snuffed out by a hand on the throat. That's not fair. It was actually snuffed out by... The person that she was watching after dropping down in the middle of an auction that she was running and stealing the thing. Oh my god. <laughs> Marietta's even here for this. History is a cycle. Events repeat themselves. Ah, but Tamara survived in this universe. Would this be the first time since this is Earth 1? I'm not going to get into that. Anyway. This is clearly the darkest <laughs> timeline. Yeah, what does Mach think? I mean, honestly, Mox was ready to, like, pretend like they were also going to take a shield because Mox's first thought on Bernie was, oh, look, Meat Shield will follow me. So Mox has been to jail. Mox is not going back to jail. We have to murder some people. It's fine. Um, I guess Mox is just gonna head towards the... the Banger? Yes. You're going to the shuttle bay. Yep. Yeah, let's do shuttle bay. We're on the lower level. Mm-hmm. The same level as the shuttle bay, so. But there is still a bulkhead between, or a wall, it's through the armory, if you're going through the armory, between you and the shuttle bay. A bulkhead and a wall, or just a wall? So your most efficient route would be through the armory. So the transmission we heard from the captain made seem like he was not alone in the CIC? Correct. Okay. You could infer that. So there is another way directly into CIC now that we know the captain is threatened, or are we just going straight to uh, Shuttle Bay? I know, I know, we were just going to do a thing, but now it's... I have more questions. No, we can't. I mean, Captain kind of warned us um, if we were coming through the CIC, so we need to take care of the Shuttle Bay first. Maybe go in a way they aren't expecting. That makes sense to me. Tomorrow, do you have opinion? I think we go into the shuttle bay, we take out the support that whoever's in the CIC has, and then we go to the CIC. All right, we go through Bulkhead? Worst case scenario, they take out the captain, but there's three of us, so if we can get into the CIC, we can reactivate and lower the lockdown, but we need to remove the threat first. 
All right, so I cut open the hole in bulkhead. Yeah, cut away. I do it. And I'm going to cover that area and be prepared to fire a pulse weapon or whatever and anything that shows up while he's doing that. So I want to clarify. Are you cutting through the bulkhead and then also cutting through the other bulkhead? Or are you cutting through the wall of the armory? Sounds like we decide on bulkhead and then... Bulkhead, bulkhead? Okay, so you've got to cut through two bulkheads. Yep. All right. You approach the the bulkhead that is near specimen storage, and that would take you back into the small hallway between the lower level of the backup CIC and the shuttle bay. Zell has done this a million times. Nine to nine base, trained in repair, so is the six. Anyone assisting? I'm keeping the pistol there so I can assist. Yeah. Mox is trained in repair. Mox will help. Okay, so it's a three. Nine. All right, you managed to cut through this bulkhead, uh, no problem. And as you enter the small hallway, you don't see anybody, but you do see some evidence of a scuffle. Mm-hmm. Some blood droplets on the floor. Closer to the shuttle bay or CIC? Closer to the CIC. Although corridors are only about four and a half feet wide. Oh, uh, okay. Stella will go to the shuttle bay bulkhead, but first I'm going to use my one-action recovery roll. Okay. Uh, I got a six. So it was a nine to start. You're trained. Was box assisting. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you make it. All right. You get through that bulkhead and... At... Uh, no, no, that, that was my recovery roll. I rolled oh, a six. Oh, got it. Okay. So you want to roll for getting through the bulkhead then? Eleven. Too easy, right? You get... Th- you cut through the bulkhead, and as you... you should really get better bulkheads. This is... I, these aren't working as they should. Well, this all takes time. I'm sort of just hand-waving it, but this all takes time. Yeah. So you peer through the hole into the shuttle bay, and you see six pairs of boots. Well, technically you see five pairs of boots. And one pair of power armor boots milling around the outside of your shuttle. Do you have any more shields tomorrow? <laughs> yeah, I've got plenty. Substitutionary locomotion. Is that what's happening here, or are the boots attached to something? No, the boots are attached to people, but you're looking... I assume you cut it low, like before? Tomorrow would have told him to cut it low. Tomorrow wanted to cut low since... I assume this is the one that tomorrow we need to, like, get in through quickly. Oh, you know what? That's a good point. Yeah. Low-ish, but not, like, super low. Not crouching low. Okay, so I want you guys to go ahead and roll... Stealth, you're doing the cutting, so roll me a stealth of 12. Can I assist since I'm trained in stealth? Yeah. Roll me a 9. Would this be a speed defense? Speed stealth? Speed, yep. Mm -hmm. I'll put a little effort into that. So is that 9? And then it's a six because you put a level of effort Ooh. and uh, tomorrow's helping you. Fifteen. Oh, okay. So I'm going to say that you cut through the wall almost completely. And all it's going to take is a swift kick from Tamara to knock it through. So if that was the case, would it be considered a surprise attack that Tamara would be doing? It would be considered a surprise attack. That would be wonderful. 
I would love to attack whatever the food is in power armor. Okay. Okay. I'm going to say that identifying targets quickly is one of Tamara's standard abilities, right? That's something that you'd be able to do. So you can kick down the door and attack the target of your choice as a surprise attack. Yeah, I especially since I have fleet of foot. I feel like this comes up way too much, fleet of foot. So since I'm attacking, I will have an asset because I have surprise attack because I'm explorer who murders. Damn straight. All right, so... You make your dramatic entrance. Mm-hmm. So tell me, tell me how this looks. So we're going to go ahead and even though technically speaking, you can't see who is inside, you can readily identify the most lethal target, which is an individual in power armor. So you kick down the, the door and see that. What does this look like? So Tamara kicks down the door and is immediately like... It's almost, instead of kicking down the door, it's almost like she's using her shoulder Okay. to ram through the door and come up and swing with her power fist at the one in armor. Just a good old Reinhardt charge. Okay, so the one in armor will require you to use fleet of foot to close and attack. Yep. To close and attack, so just spend that. Yeah, so you close and you attack with your power fist. It's going to be a, well might to hit. Okay. I'm going to put a level of might effort into that. Okay, nine. So it was a 12 to start. Mm-hmm. And my surprise attack gives me an asset, so okay. that brings it down to a six. Yep. That is an 18. So that is plus two damage, and my surprise attack also gives me another plus two. So that is 10 damage. Fuck. Okay, so... Wow. <laughs> okay. Just a nice little pop. So, power armor explodes, yeah? The power armor doesn't explode, right? Unfortunately, this person is also wearing power armor, but you do manage to dent it in the chest. And now it looks like not only is this settler, this older woman looking at you is not only damaged, but the dent armor uh, into her chest is going to make it very painful for her to continue to do just about anything. Good. She don't like. And now I'm going to need everybody to roll initiative. What? Two. 19. Nat 20. Daniel, what did you get? 19. And Stella? I got two. Two. Okay. So uh, the woman in the power armor sort of gaps and then the other five settlers turn and look at you but tomorrow just badass broke down this door she smoked you she's left you behind you've got six targets to choose from one in power armor five in settler clothing armed with pulse rifles what are you gonna do and it would take the woman in power armor her turn to get back up she's not knocked down Mm. The any effect was damage plus theatrical. Mm. Yeah. What kind of role would it be to just shoot that old woman between the eyes and the power armor? It would be speed roll and whatever ranged weapon Mox is armed with. What what does Mox have? A. Laser photon rifle. Rifle or pistol? Rifle. So, yeah, so that will, again, be a 12 speed to hit. Let's see. 12. 
Okay. So box is an inability with heavy weapons. So I imagine the pulse rifle cannot possibly be heavy. Because I wouldn't have given... Let me look at the sheet. It actually does look like it's a pistol for <laughs> box. Yeah. What? But it says rifle. Mm, that's not what I'm seeing. So you do two damage. What? Okay. Can I shoot at her eye then? Yep. And you hit her in the vicinity of the face, but, you know, power armor does help disperse that damage. However, is she looking rough? Awesome. Okay. And now Tamara. So I am going to attack power armor person again. Mm-hmm. 12. So this is going to be a 12. I am going to spend some effort. So it brings it down to a 9. Okay. That is a 10. Well, good enough. All right, tell me how you kill power armor person. Okay, so that's 6 damage, just to make sure. Yes. So this time I slam with my power fist into the power armor and it caves in and there is a splurt of blood from the dead as the settler falls prone. Yeah. Cool. And uh, she manages a few last gasps before she lies still. Okay. Estella. So you've got five settlers. They're not armored. They've got these pulse rifles. They don't really look like they know how to use them. What Oh, excuse me. They get to go. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, is this still the surprise round? Or... Uh, no. So they get to go. So the first one takes a shot at Tamara in defense of Deer Leader. So... Fair enough. Tamara, make a three speed defense roll for me. <laughs> I'm trained in speed defense, okay. so... They can't hit you. So I'm just going to go ahead and say that three of them try and three of them fail to hit you as they sort of awkwardly aim their pulse rifles in your direction. Jesus. Seems legit. Yeah, but two of them take a stab at Mox, uh, who also laid a hit on. So that's a three speed defense. Six. Okay. And so the first one misses wildly. The second one takes aim. Give me another speed defense. Eight. Yeah, they can't hit you. So they sort of rain the bulkhead with scorch marks from their pulse rifles. And Stella, it is your turn. Stella will peek out. If I just use my action to move, I can go a short distance. Is that how that works? Yeah. Okay. I do that, and I'm trying to, I guess sneak around behind them while their attention is on uh, Terminator and Mox. Should I sneak? Yep. Three. Speed, please. Yeah, right. Thirteen. Okay, you sneak around them. Cool. Cool. That's my turn. Sweet. Mox. Try to shoot another guy in the head. Okay, that'll be a three speed. Fifteen. I'm getting good at killing people. Uh, yeah, well, you don't quite. You don't... Well, actually, it's a gimme. I forgot. It's a gimme because your photon pistol is ease. So you take a solid chunk out of this guy's skull, but he's still standing. Maybe you take the jawbone off. And... <laughs> Tamara. Okay. Who's the next colonist who settler who hasn't been hit yet? The closest... So, who mm-hmm. hasn't been hit? 
I mean, there's one that that is uninjured close enough to you that you could simply okay. attack. Okay, I'm gonna go after them. Okay, that's a three. I assume you're pummeling. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's just a three. Might. That is a natural twenty, and I will take the extra damage, please. So that is a ten damage. Okay, you smoke the shit out of this person, Daniel. What does it look like? Oh God. Kind of like popping a water balloon, but the water is all red. <laughs> and uh, viscous. Okay. So this viscous red fluid sprays all over the adjacent Legit. settlers. And they stop in their tracks. And they promptly drop their weapons and hold up their hands. You see, we... we we surrender. We we surrender. Don't kill us, please. And it is a young woman on the left side that seems to be the one most together and able to articulate that. They assume we're accepting surrenders. Are you really going to stop? It seems like the rest of you have been pretty uh, focused. The woman looks at you and hits her communicator and says, If they kill us, kill the captain. That was a bad choice. Hey. That was a very bad choice. If we die, you die too. No, we don't, because there's three of us, which means we can end the lockdown. She just, she doesn't know that, so she's just like, <laughs> we'll, we'll kill your captain if you... He's, he's gonna die. Yeah. Um, I still think the odds are in our favor. I think you want to work with us and surrender now and be done, because honestly... If the captain dies, it doesn't change our ability to get to... Max just shrugs. Idris. The woman reaches over to the communicator and says, Belay that order. They, they've got us. It's a good call. I'm going to surrender. Okay. Stella, Mox, can you secure them? Whatever we've got. Manacles, brig, whatever. Put them in the shit pants' room. It's a good call. Actually, no, that's not a good call, because that's very close to the bridge. So the brig is small, but it manages to fit eight hibernation pods, which is how prisoners are secured. Um, there are less than eight in this shuttle bay, if I remember correctly. There are now four. Yeah. Let's put them in the brig. <laughs> mm. Um. yeah. Mox is just going to start pushing them with the gun towards the brig, I guess. The woman says, the ones in with your captain, they're not going to be so easy to convince. Well, just kill them. It's not like we need the captain. You're terrible people. Listen, interstellar travel, it's dangerous. The people who do this are not good people. Yeah, I went to prison. I'm not going back. What the hell? We just wanted our paradise. Yeah, you, that's not happening. Like, one of you is in the med bay screaming about being punished. So everybody's going to go to the brig. They're going to have some nappy time. And then we're going to get on about our business and we'll get you to the colony that you actually paid for. Tomorrow's the nice one. I just wanted to kill you all and jettison the bodies. Give me a 12 persuasion, which would be intellect, tomorrow. Mox is assisting. Mox can assist with the backup threats. Okay, so that brings it down to a 9. I'm going to spend some intellect. So that brings it down to a 6. 17. The woman seems kind of deflated, and so do the other three. Uh, They follow her lead, and they peaceably walk uh, into their hibernation pods in the brig. 
Okay. So we've got them secured. We assume we have them secured. You actually would have to cut through the brig bulkhead to get in. So you can secure them in the hibernation pods, but you cannot secure the brig. Mm. Okay. But at this point, I would say given enough time, you can cut through just about anything on this vessel. Okay. So let's get them in hibernation in the brig and then move on to the CIC. Maybe we have uh, Birdie keep an eye on them with his shield. Yeah, Birdie, if there's any problems, activate your shield. You got it. (laughs) You got it, boss. The three of you suddenly realize that if the captain dies, Birdie will technically be recognized by the ship as the captain. Oh, come on, Stace. That's not fair. (laughs) Birdie's got seniority. That's what we get for shit talking. What happens if Birdie dies? <laughs> we build a narrative together, Alex. Well, no, I just thought it would be funny if Birdie had seniority. Okay. <laughs> so you head back to the CIC. There's a bulkhead between you and it. Yeah, so like I said, you can, at this point, you're fucking pros at burning through a bulkhead. But if you're trying to do it stealthily, I will need a 12 stealth roll. If I'm leading the way, who's leading the way? Because I have stealth. I can assist anyway. You can assist. Unless you're actually activating the laser cutter. I assume we're doing the same as before. Stella has a laser cutter. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this is a stealth roll. Of 12. With an assist, it's 9. Put another speed effort into that. Okay. 15. Okay. You do it. Tomorrow does that thing where she catches the bulkhead and moves out of the way and you peer into the CIC and you see the standard upper level array which consists of the comm station or or no you're on the lower level aren't you so yeah you peer in and you see two settlers standing over the captain and one of the settlers says lift the security lockdown and the captain bloody and bruised spits back over my dead body and the uh settler hits the captain and the captain falls unconscious or apparently unconscious this what do you do how many of them are in here two tamara is done talking to people so she is does she have a chance of taking them by surprise She's going to take one by surprise. Okay, that was going to be a 12. Is it a melee? It is a melee. And it is a 9 because she is eased because of that. And she's going to spend some effort because why not? Okay, and you're eased because it's a surprise attack. It's a 3, right? 6 because I already accounted for that. Oh, got it. And I got a 19. Okay, so what does that damage come to? So if I was doing extra damage, it would be 9. But your base damage is six? Six. Okay. So do you want the extra damage or do you want the major effect? Minor effect, you mean. I'm going to take the extra damage in this case. Okay. Well, you do... So this person is going to stay on their feet, but they're going to be heavily damaged. Tell me what you do to them. Oh, no. So they're heavily damaged. So I slam into them with my power fist. Splat? And bloody them, and I'm like... You guys want to stand down now because this is fucking over. Do we need to roll new initiative? The person that you attack holds up their hands, but the one behind you raises their pulse rifle. And let's go ahead and get an initiative order. Okay. Yeah. 17 for me. 
Goddamn. Fifteen. I rolled a nineteen. I can participate. Nice. Okay. Stella, you've got this one cultist at least temporarily pinned against the wall, holding their hands up, but you have the other one that appears uh, ready and willing to commit acts of violence against you. What do you do? Stella runs up, flying knee, doing an unarmed attack, and I need no weapons, so that is as a medium. Okay. So it'll be a 12. It's a melee, so that's might. Gotcha. With needs no weapons, does that also mean that I... Unarmed attacks are like a light weapon, so is this also eased or no? You would know this. Not if you're doing damage as a medium weapon. Damage as a medium weapon, but it's not eased like a light weapon, right? Right. Okay. I'll put a level effort into this. <laughs> Nat 20. <laughs> so that's four damage. Would you like to take the extra damage or would you like to... Ooh. Major effects... I would like to basically end this fight. I want him to be like, oh, no, this is not something we can win and live through. The settler immediately drops their rifle and holds up their hands as well and says, all right, all right, we failed. Hands on back of your head and go stand next to your uh, friend. They do it. I give the fort to Tamara. <laughs> Take them to the brig, secure them. You do so? So you have an unconscious cap and crunch. Can we tell from the CIC if there are other settlers running wild? You would need to reinitiate the power plant, get enough power to do so. Can we check to see if the power plant can actually come back online? Yeah, so you can essentially lift the security lockdown, which would allow you control of the various systems once power is restored. So you can do it in either order. What do you guys think? When uh, the crew is in uh, their dark sleep, do they need oxygen to breathe, or is they kind of? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're just asleep in a very, very deep, wonderful, refreshing sleep. Okay, I lost where I was going with that. <laughs> so essentially, you can reactivate. You can lift the security lockdown now, right? But you're still mm-hmm. not going to have access to all the systems because you need power, right? So uh, lifting the security lockdown is fairly straightforward. You need two crew members. You need the appropriate security code. Do we have the appropriate security code? Oh, yeah. Oh, all right. I think it's pretty easy. Just get into the bridge and do it. Yes, just get into the bridge and do it. Well, we can do it from backup CIC. Yes, it can be activated or deactivated from either the bridge or the backup CIC. If you guys are stuck, you should just... Honestly, lift it while you're here and then go work on the power plant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. That is that is true GM exasperation. True. <laughs> I'm like, I've given you all the options. I just fucking do it. Uh, Daniel, edit this so it looks like it was Samson's idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I will. I will. <laughs> okay. Uh, Let's do that. So, yeah. So, which two of you are going to lift the security lockdown? Mox will go to the bridge. You don't have to go to the bridge. You can just stay in the backup CIC, which is where the lockdown was initiated. It can also be lifted. Oh, I guess Mox will help. This is a basic task. So all you guys have to do is tell me that you did it. We did it. Great. So the two of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Stella will be the second one to do it. since. All right. Place your 
hands on the biometric scanners, the computer beeps and says, please enter security key, which is a 47 digit code that you are all required to memorize for every voyage. Of course. Of course. Stella, you enter it, no problem. And you hear hydraulic systems released and uh, the bulkheads you worked so hard to penetrate <laughs> retreat into the upper parts of the ship. Sorry. House is working really hard to get the uh, ward for horniest of the podcast members. Wait, what? <laughs> what did I say that was horny? God damn it. Retreat? Penetrate? Really? Working very hard to penetrate these bulkheads. <laughs> okay, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, listen, I let one slide for you last up, so. Once the lockdown is lifted, still we'll go to the power plant and start making repairs. Okay, so as you inspect the power plant, you realize that while some parts are damaged, others need to be fabricated and replaced. And of course, the fabricator is located. In the shop, which is just behind you. So to appropriately identify the necessary fabricated parts and fabricate them, I'm going to need a six repair or intellect. And I am trained in spacecraft maintenance and repair. Okay. So three. Max will help. Oh, yeah. Okay. So the fabricator is just essentially a gigantic 3D printer, and it manufactures the blown couplings that you need, and you are able to... It's a fairly straightforward repair at that point. So you're able to replace them. And all that's left is initiating the power plant. I hit the button. I turn the key. I flip the switch. Okay. It cranks. And for a second, you're not sure if the repairs have gone through because it takes a little while longer to start up. But then it sort of barks, fires on up with a pleasant hum. All right. As it kicks in, you see the dim yellow lights brightened, and then you hear the increased hum of the life support system as the lighting and systems in the ship come on. And you hear a sequence of very annoying beeps as the various software start up. Skype is in the system drinking. What the fuck? Can't kill Skype. Skype survived for 400 years. Oh, no. <laughs> this is the darkest timeline. An AI comes over the audio and says, hello, this is Skype. No, Skype. <laughs> no! <laughs> yeah, uh, Stella will then do, like, usual diagnostics, make sure everything is running as it should. She'll remember her non-OSHO-proof battery and comms array eventually go okay. remove that. She uh, does that. So you guys now have control of the ship's systems. The ship is powered up. The tasks remaining to you are essentially caring for the captain and getting yourself to Idris or back to XK Ultra. Uh, however, as you get into the systems, you realize that there are 12 life signs in the lower passenger bay. Can we tell from the system if they are asleep, if their sleep systems are still on? You can, and their sleep systems are still on. I'd say we leave them there, throw the other bodies out the airlock, and finish to Idris because we'll have passengers to pick up there. I don't think we should. I don't think we should throw the bodies out because that's kind of proof that we didn't murder them for no reason. We were attacked. Do we have? Don't we have insurance for like passenger mutinies? It just seems 
like a unnecessary risk. Seems kind of ghost showing up with dead bodies. What you do know is that crews that experience passenger mutinies don't uh, get good reviews and don't often get asked back. Oh, man. This is like an Uber situation. Right. You're going to get like a <laughs> yeah. four star. We're protecting our Yelp review. God damn it. It is frowned upon. Uh, however, it is anticipated. So you could kind of go either way. Either make a full and complete report or, or attempt to hide the evidence. Hide the evidence. Yeah, that's where I'd lean to. Okay. So, Mock, the bookworm, give me a nine intellects roll for remembering, I guess, remembering something you read. Okay. Thirteen. Yeah, so you know that the contract that passengers sign dictate that they shall be delivered to their final destination, and it does not necessarily state that they should be dead or alive. Mm. So we put them back in the sleep containers, and oopsie doodle, they died. Sounds like it. Okay, so you secure them inside the hibernation pods, and all that's left is... What are you doing with the captain? Honestly, frankly, I need to know now. We're taking care of him. We're not monster stays. Hi. What do you think of us? You think we just uh, murder people? Oh. We maybe forget for like 20 minutes. Like, oh, Seriously, did, somebody, did somebody take care of them? <laughs> you guys are murderers without me. I knew it. Uh, the one keeping us from looting every store in every town? Yes. Stella hasn't murdered anybody not for lack of trying i <laughs> i had an option to fuck some guy's whole day up and i just yeah all right wow that's anyway didn't you take off somebody's jaw no that was you yeah that was my oh okay uh so circling back all right so the captain was last you saw unconscious from multiple beatings from these settlers what do you do with him Take him to medbay and turn on the robot. Fair enough. Okay, so you stuff him in the autodac, close the lid, and now what you need, you have ship systems, you have control of them, you have power, you need to figure out where you are isn't, Mox, you know this, where you are isn't actually all that important. Because with a dark drive, what matters is where you're going. But knowing where you are could if it's somewhere that a dark drive has been initiated before, you would know how long objectively it would take. If you initiate a dark drive jump without knowing where you are, you have no idea objectively how long it would take. You you don't know where you are. I think Mox is going to try and figure out where we are because don't we also have to be a certain distance away from a gravity something? Gravity well. Yeah, so like a large planet or moon or sun. Yeah, so you would find that out from the... Trick question. There's no such thing as objective time. Oh. What even is time? Uh, objective according to the constructs that we've assigned it. So... Yeah, it's okay. I'm just being a dick. I know, I'm sorry. Daniel, and it's okay. Yeah, so Mox, you would be able to find that information on the bridge. <laughs> Where Mox has been trying to go. And you can. Well, Mox started in the bridge. Now Mox, theoretically. Yeah. Mox is going back to the bridge. Okay, the view screen is on, and you look out on a whole bunch of nothing. I think Mox is going to see if there's, like, any sort of, like, 
map or anything that indicates, hey, you're here, you're near this system. Okay, yeah, that's definitely contained within the ship's computer. So you access that and you see that you are in Aquarius near Gleep. And how far is that from Idris? Aquarius, are we referring to this in like spatial terms or in time terms? Because I need to know if we're in the age of Aquarius. (laughs) (laughs) You're in the constellation Aquarius. Uh... (laughs) Yeah, so you are near the red dwarf sun of Gleese 876. And for... This ha- is an explored area. So you, so someone has explored here before. You assume that's how the settlers knew that this was an inhabitable planet. So you know that from here, it will take you 35 objective days to reach Idris. Is that more or less of what we were going to do? From the soul system, it would have only took five days. And here's the thing. You don't know how many objective days it took you to get to Gleese, either. Oh, my. Oh. I thought the thing was that ship time, it was four hours, but travel time was five days. And that was true for any dark jump. No. That was true for the particular run from the soul system to Idris. But the objective, quote-unquote, objective time, Daniel, that it takes, at least measured in (laughs) souls... Uh, varies from point to point, and it has nothing to do with actual distance. Hmm. Okay. I'm going to waylay this information to Tamara and Stella. You are pilots. Take us home. Or take us to Eteris. Yeah. Would that be an issue on our systems, or do we have enough whatever to get us there? Stella, you know you have enough whatever. If the power plant's back online, I would assume we're good. Yes. Ship is functioning... Mostly normal. Then let's get dumping these bitches off and push the button and we go sleep. Hey, so you put your, uh, you also need to put your captain to sleep, which I assume you do. Just make sure that they are, that he doesn't wake up in dark space. Oh, we make sure, um, Birdie is also safe. (laughs) Yeah. Fuck that guy. Huh? Nothing. Don't right. worry about it. Okay. I am worried about it, but I didn't hear what you say, so I'm just going to pretend like nothing. <laughs> yep. Birdie goes back in his poop-stained bunk in the survey array. We take away his quote-unquote shield. Fair enough. Very well. Uh, he mm. doesn't want to give up his shield, but, you know, now that you've... Tomorrow looks a little chagrined by you wanting to do that, but is okay with it. <laughs> Okay, so uh, do you all go back to your original, like, where you normally go for for sleep, for sleepy times? Yeah. Okay, so Box is in the bridge, as usual, with half or more of her, or their mind suppressed. Um, Stella, back to your bunk in the engineering bay, or the electronics bay below, and then Tamara on the couch in the crew common area. Mox, this time you get to make the announcement for entering dark space. We're going into dark space. If anybody's still awake, fuck you. Go crazy. I will kill you when I get up. <laughs> Love that. Okay. 
Mox, most of your mind is suspended. The other two of you go to sleep. Four hours later, you wake up out of dark space in far orbit around Idris, a rocky red planet with a small colony of approximately 20,000. Mox, for you, it's a fairly straightforward maneuver to get into close orbit. And then you have 12 settlers remaining that were not apparently part of the attack. What do you do with them? So typically you would load them on the shuttle and deliver them. You would spend a week's leave or so in Idris, and then you would head back. Mox is going to do what they normally would do, except like feign shock. Like Mox is going to put all the bodies on the shuttle and like feign shock. It's like, oh no, these bodies, they're dead. Oh no, what happened? We were all sleeping. Oh no. (laughs) Yeah, fair enough. So you land in the Idris docking station and in the shuttle, to be clear. Did either Tamara or Estella go with? Nope. Tamara? Probably to get them into the shuttle, yes. But you didn't go down to down planet side? No. Okay, so Vox, it is you alone. And the Idris Customs Authority comes on board the shuttle and uh, says, manifest, please. Vox hands over the manifest. All right, she takes it, she looks it over, and she says, all right, 24 settlers. She looks over, she sees the 12 awake and alert settlers, the settlers in... So did you remove them from their hibernation pods? Or are you transporting them in their hibernation pods? Well, there's some that are in hibernation pods for break purposes, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We didn't murder 12 of them. You murdered two. There should be six in hibernation, two we killed, and oh, then... Oh, you may have killed more. You just didn't Two that were already okay. dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, there were a bunch of dead ones already. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you are transporting the prisoners in the hibernation pod. Do you accuse them of crimes to the custom official? Yes. All right, so the customs official takes the manifest, notes the various crimes, asks for a copy of, of ship's logs to... Verify the crimes? I think we provide what we can. Yeah. Heavily redacted, so it doesn't make us sound like raving murderers. Well, and the customs official is used to that because of proprietary data and, and information, things like that, with the corporation. So mm-hmm. uh, she she takes the, yeah, fair enough. the hibernation pods. They're offloaded by a mm-hmm. couple of uh, additional customs officials. She starts to route the alert and awake passengers through customs and takes the criminals into custody and she says, all right, well, good to see you again, Max. You going to be spending time down here. Mm, just till we pick up the next load. Oh yeah. Well, they're here already. So, uh, and the customs official steps aside and 24 new passengers come aboard. Now these in contrast to the passengers you brought to Idris are finely dressed. They look like they have, made their money on Idris, and they are looking to return to the soul system. All right. Then let's just head out. Get you nice, fine people safely back. Okay. You get them back into the ship, and now, Mike, it is time to... Well, Tamara, technically uh, speaking, since Birdie has ceded to you, Tamara has to be the last one to put their sleep system on and initiate dark space travel back. Okay, I will check to make sure everybody is in secure sleep. 
They are. Okay, then let's go back. All right. You put your sleep sets on. Four hours later, you land in the soul system just outside of range of the XK Spiral, which is a very large space station, the home of the XK Corporation. Mm -hmm. You are called into your dockyard, Mox. You take it in. Yes. Do it with a little flare. Oh, heck yeah. Oh, heck yeah. Tell me what it looks like when you, uh, tell me what your flare looks like as you dock at this space station. Mox does space donuts. Oh, so space donuts and then suddenly stops with the airlocks perfectly aligned. (laughs) (laughs) I imagine Stella, since O'Rourke is, is Stella acting chief engineer? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I guess Stella's watching that from the maneuver drive, uh, console and it's just like she's she's going to blow up power plants before we even get her fully prepared no do you see a few flickers right in the running lights but nevertheless you managed to dock safely and yeah the uh local dockyard manager says uh welcome back good speed please report to the ftl division management for a debrief uh within the hour okay so you pay homage to your corporate overlords, and now we are going to fade. We are going to fade, and let me what? Let me know what do your characters do after this as they sort of walk into the sunset? What does Tamara do? So Tamara's on leave, so she it goes to a bar, and she is drinking deeply. And she's taken off the power armor, but she still as always has her power fist on. And um, there is a tap on her shoulder, and she turns to see a middle-aged woman of with somewhat reddish-brown hair and a little bit shorter than her. It's there. And Tamara smiles at her slightly and says, So this is how it goes, huh? And the other woman says, Yeah. And Tamara takes the rest of her drink and says, might as well finish it up then. And then it fades to black. Damn. God damn. Fuck. <laughs> Shit. All right, Samson, what does, what does Stella do? Stella, after going through the rigmarole, goes back to, do they have like living quarters on this space station? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she goes back to her uh, apartment, I guess. Says hi to her cat. That's it. And then goes to computer console and checks to see if any of the uh, contacts she uh, messaged before going out on this job got back to her. And then I, uh, maybe under a breath here, where are, where are you, Simone? And that's, that's it. What does Mox do? Mox finds a group of college kids and goes and does bar trivia. <laughs> oh my god. And that's the last we see of Mox before we fade. Mm-hmm. Is is Mox winning at bar trivia or losing? I think Mox is losing, but it's because they're being like too overly like analyzing of the questions. <laughs> you know, like well, <laughs> technically, you know, when they're too yeah. slow. It's like uh, yeah, it's like Jeopardy. The first answer is probably that you think of is probably the right answer, right? Mm-hmm yeah all right that's it you guys have successfully uh 
Yay. Yeah, and I guess mysteriously, don't Woo. worry, there wasn't an intricate backstory as to why these settlers would choose to attempt to hijack the ship. No sweat. Why do we care? We just murdered him when? Yeah, sure did. And you did great. So, uh, yeah, you successfully <laughs> made a run to Idris <laughs> and made a run back. This has been the Stars Are Fire. This time, I'm going to say Mox. Overall, like it can be this episode or whatever, but overall, what was awesome about playing in the Stars Are Fire? I think just shaking it up with different characters and trying to think of different ways to solve problems that isn't a, I use my psychic powers or my magical abilities to do blankety blank and it works. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. That's that is, I think, one of the cool challenges of hardish sci-fi, sci-fi as well, right? There's, there's no Jedi's here. I curse myself for mentioning Jedi's, but yeah, I agree that that was really cool. <laughs> All right, so Daniel, how can people reach us? How can they tell us how good we did? What should we do if they don't think we do so good? Well, if they wanted to reach out to us to tell us what they thought, they could reach out to us via our website, which is explorerswanted.fm, or they could reach out to us on Twitter at explorerswanted, or Facebook, or even Instagram at explorerswantedpodcast, all one word. If they wanted to support us in a little bit of a concrete way, they could absolutely support us on Patreon at explorerswanted. That's where we are on Patreon. And one big thing they could do to kind of interact with us and things like that is to join our Discord server, which is on all of our social media links, as well as on our website. Although the biggest thing that you could do to support us at this stage is to tell your friends about us and tell them why they should listen to the podcast and what you like about it. The second best thing you could do for us is leave us a five-star review on a podcast directory, like Apple Podcasts, Stitcher or Podchaser. That makes a huge difference, particularly the written reviews and people trying us out. There are so many actual plays out there and the reviews make a huge difference. If you didn't like the podcast for some reason, if you thought it was meh, or even if you hated it, meaning you have no taste, I have something to tell you. And that is that they say in space, no one can hear you scream, but that's not true. Not entirely. If you listen very closely on a still night, you can hear their voices, the ones between the stars. They've been screaming a long time, and honestly, I worry what they'll do when they finally stop. If you want to reach out to us individually on social media, you can. You can find me on Twitter at Andrelik, A-N-D-R-L-I-K. You can find me on Twitter at Stace Windu. You can find me screaming at Slam Potato. You can tell me how to make them stop screaming at Realty Unicorn. Yeah, and usually Marietta says something after that. But instead, I'm going to say thank you for listening. Hope you enjoyed it today, tonight, whenever you're you're uh, hearing this. And that's it for us. Bye. Bye.